Episode 157 of the Motocross Supercross Podcast, and we have got a little conversation for you. I'm Adam, here with Claudio. What's up, Claudio? What's up, what's up? Today on the show, we got Ronnie Stewart, number 606, on the Husqvarna this year. He's he's actually been around for quite a bit, and uh, I have a couple of questions for him. We, we've talked about this yellow section back in a couple years ago <laughs> in New York, and I was there, so I'm, I'm really, really... Looking forward to asking about that, and I'm I, I'm looking forward to this interview. He seems like a cool guy, and let's see what he has to say. Hashtag our stew crew. And joining us now on the Motocross Supercross podcast, he's been making mains since 2014. Ronnie Stewart, number 606. How's it going, Ronnie? Ah, it's going great. Thank you. Uh, where are you calling us from tonight? Lake Elsinore, California. Lake Elsinore, California. Now, you're not originally from California. You're an East Coast rider, right? That's correct. But when we're on the West Coast, we, uh, we're in our RV. So um, we are staying in an RV park right on the other side of what we in the motocross world know, Lake Elsinore Motocross uh, Motorsports Park, right on the other side of the lake at a RV park camped out for the, the month. Because I know you're from the East Coast because every time – they talk about you on TV. They always mention how you can pull such a big crowd out. And we've seen it at MetLife Stadium, the New York City, New Jersey race. Uh, so are you close to that area then, New York City? Yeah, I, I was born 15 minutes from the stadium. I have um, a lot of relatives that live in the surrounding cities um, in East Rutherford. And um, I grew up New Jersey and eastern Pennsylvania. My local track was Century Park in Northern New Jersey, which is only about 40 minutes from the stadium. So um, definitely uh, have, you know, uh, grassroots um, where I'm from locally is um, that area at MetLife. And we always do a fan section. This year we have another one coming up, so I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I was going to ask you, uh, I was actually... I was actually at that race uh, a couple of years back when they had the, the race at MetLife whenever uh, Muskin, quote-unquote, fell down in front of Tomac. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I was, at, I was at that race, and I remember the yellow the, the yellows, uh, section, man. That was, it was insane. Like, it was so cool. Like, I wanted to go over there. So this year, if we get to go to New York, we'll definitely be, want to be part of the, of the yellow section for sure. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, we are doing a line poll on my social media channels. We may change the color since we're not on Suzuki anymore. Uh, yellow is a cool color, but it's more associated to Suzuki. So we may try a different color, but uh, nonetheless, we're going to have it. And yeah, it's going to be, it, it, oh, it always is exciting. And the last year we did it in 2017, it couldn't have been more eventful with, um, all that happened in the semi oh yeah oh yeah yeah to the last so um yeah it was wild definitely yeah it, it was you guys had a a cool little story happening i know racer x did a cover on it and uh it's actually really interesting it's very interesting for me because like i said like i mentioned i was there at that race and i didn't know all of this was happening behind the scenes type thing you know so it's kind of cool to 
to hear about it and and to know that all that was happening. So you you have to be excited <laughs> that the championship is going back to New York again, huh? Very excited. I also like Foxborough as well because I have family that um, live in Maine. So it's nice just to be in Northeast New England uh, in general. So yeah, e- either one is great. How how many people did you did you have out there supporting you? Um, it was like six thirty nine. 639 people? Yes. <laughs> yeah, when when, oh when we said a whole section, it was a whole section, bro. Like, I was right in front of it <laughs> yeah. in the other side oh, of the yeah. stadium, and it was nuts. Like, it was just crazy. Like, it was very, very cool. How do you how do you know 639 people? How are you so popular? <laughs> like, what is it? How, what? Uh, you, you know, I'm not really sure, but uh, this year we, we reserved 500, so we'll see, <laughs> you know, as we get closer. Hell but, yeah. Uh, one, one, one thing that I do have to say is like, so every track has a few hundred people that go to it. So our local district, district six, it's, it's changed around a little bit now, but when I was racing, it was district six and, um, you know, there, there's really only a few people in the Northeast New England area that race supercross. (laughs) So you just kind of, you know, all the local guys, the riders and the fans, they tend to gravitate towards, you know, the few guys that are actually lining up. So that's one thing. Um, and it's just, um, it spreads like word of mouth, you know, friends want to yeah. invite their friends and it just turns into this uh, really cool, you know, unique experience. Um, you feel like you're a part of something. And it's, it's, it's awesome. It kind of took off. The first year was, 118 and then it went to like 350 yeah um and then over 500 so it, it it's pretty cool but um there's no pressure I mean, it it doesn't matter if there's 600 or 100 um it's all good but <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a movement it's definitely its whole little movement yeah. so that's really cool and i'm sure it also helps that like we said in our intro you've been making main events since 2014 so that that uh that kind of makes you like do you consider yourself one of the like veterans of this class and like well first of all how old are you yeah i mean i i guess i have to consider myself as a veteran um i've been around a long time i just turned 29 okay so, okay um i've been racing nationals since 2009 and i started racing supercross in 2011 and um in 2014 was my first year that i was able to go full time um that was like a break so to speak year for me since then there's been a lot of struggles but um i was able to be full-time for five years um and we also talked about it in the beginning of the um, show before we went on two of the years in 2014 and 2017 i was able to stay healthy and race um all 29 events with uh 17 supercrosses and 12 outdoors um had three national numbers so i've had a good I've had a good run so far, but last year was was a real struggle. We had to regroup, and yeah. I didn't race outdoors. You didn't start until Glendale, correct, in 2018 for the Supercross season? Correct. Uh, I had an injury right before. Um, I had an injury in December, okay, and that set me back um, off the bike for four weeks, and then I started racing. Yeah, at at Glendale. Nice. So, what kind of what kind of team do you have together this year? I'm guessing you're. Are you privateer? Are you on a, a team? No, I'm, I'm independent. Um, you know, I, I've technically been a privateer 
my whole career so far, but I don't like to advertise and kind of classify myself as a privateer, just, you know, somebody that goes out there and, and works hard. My program this year, it's very low key, um, much more low key than it has been in the past. So yeah, it's, it's my wife and I, and you know, some friends here and there, uh, last weekend, it was just my wife and I at the race, Yeah. but, um, I'm, I'm very motivated to do well. Um, and it's, it's showing, so I'm yeah. very excited for 2019. Yeah. So far you're rocking, man. You... We, we've talked so much on this show about how stacked this class is and just how crazy and just how fast everybody's going. I mean, and I've seen on your Instagram, you have the picture of like Blake, you're lined up right next to Blake Baggett, lined up right next to Eli Tomac. I mean, what's it like this year having the class so stacked and it's got to be a big confidence boost even just uh, making it in back to back like this already. Yeah, it really is. Um, it, it's been great. The The class is stacked. It always is. You know, the 450 guys, everybody's experienced. They've been doing it for a long time. But that's one of the, the draws and, and what attracts me um, to it so much is that it, it's just so incredib- incredibly difficult. And you really have to, you know, be exercising your mental game all day. It's a battle from the very first practice, second practice, third practice, heat race, LCQ, main event. It's always a battle. But um, it's it's very rewarding when you accomplish it because it's – um, so difficult, and, you know, for me being in the main event is, is like a win. Um, but moving forward, you know, my goals are to, um, not stop and be content in the main events. I want to, you know, battle up with the factory guys and prove that you can, you can compete with them, yeah. um, on a lesser of a, of a program. You, you also worked a little bit with Blake Baggett in the off season, correct? Yes. How is just being able to just be hand in hand with, uh, you know, he just won his first race in the premier class. Yeah. So you have the opportunity to train with Blake, um, is, is amazing. You know, he's a super elite fighter. Um, I was so happy to see that he won his first one. I knew a win was coming, um, this year and I'm so happy that one has come already for him. Michael Byrne is also a side. He's, he's like Blake's right hand man. He's yeah. very knowledgeable, great guy. So it was it was awesome to get two months of of uh, foundation underneath me before yeah. the season started, and it definitely helped with my confidence. It's a really good track, you know. It, it's pretty much one of the best facilities in the world. So yeah, that's definitely given me a, a, a good platform, and it's it's cool to have the play and with um, Rocky Mountain um, being associated with them is pretty cool. Yeah, so you were down here in Florida then, right? Training? I was in November and December. All right, perfect. Yeah, I also saw you were did like a motocross school over at the Florida Track and Trails. We actually postponed it because um, the turnout was a little low. But okay. uh, prior to that, I did six um, in the Northeast throughout the summer. I, I, I really enjoy it. So I did that. And I also um, did a bit of a 360 as well this this summer i worked um with a friend of mine in construction field. were you were you building tiny houses we built a, a yurt you know what a yurt is it's a it's a round house there was 27 sides to it 27 so, yeah 27 sides it, it's a perfect circle if you go and you look at straight from the like from an aerial view yeah 
but there's seven sides and you want to talk about a, a challenge <laughs> you know, everything took three or four times longer than what um the boss projected Ooh. it to do so uh but it was so, fun to be a part of it i didn't get to see it finished because um i left uh, november 1st mm-hmm. but um i was there for for uh most of the the construction <laughs> very nice he does it hey, all man of many tricks Ronnie, uh, just backtracking a little bit. You mentioned that yeah. it's just you and your wife right now with your team. Uh, I'm get so you're still team manager slash rider slash mechanic. Slash mechanic yeah. Slash. <laughs> well, his wa- your wife is actually your mechanic. She, uh, there's a couple of uh, there's a picture of her going around that pushing your bike and stuff. That's that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So uh, my wife Brooke, she's also um, jack of all trades. She's always there um, to help with anything she needs uh that i need help with so whether it's being up in the stands uh with the headsets or down on the floor the biggest challenge is setting the whole shot button that's something that takes like all my effort plus like somebody like 200 pounds trying to you know get the forks compressed yeah but other than that um i give her like an a plus with the pit board because (laughs) what she writes on it is super uh relevant and meaningful so she's she's really good with uh with the pit board and communication all right so last lap of the lcq what's on the pit board breathe (laughs) breathe um but you know the lcq uh you're in your own like you kind of know that you're what position you're in right you know i i was on i was in fourth i went back to fifth and i went up back up to fourth so the last lap i was more focused on um, just getting the yeah. job done <laughs> then exactly. looking over and, and seeing what, you know, what's happening or whatever. So uh, how um, hard is it to keep on going? I know the goal is to attempt every main, uh, or every event this year. Mm-hmm. How hard is it to keep on going whenever you have people like Tyler Bowers complaining about, I don't, I don't know, I guess the pay or why he, how he has to go to Germany to make some money to come race over here. How, how, do you agree with Tyler or on on that aspect, or what's your opinion on that? Um, so, I try to represent everything that's good about the sport, and I try to be discreet about what's not. Um, yeah, I mean, a conversation that my wife and I just had is, yeah, how are we, how are we going to go from San Diego to Minneapolis? with her work schedule we have a dog it's a very cold environment for the rv Mm -hmm. um it's extremely far to drive um so yeah it's it's a it's a real challenge but when you think about uh promoting the sport it's not attractive when when new fans go and they see athletes that are 15th or 20th or 22nd or whatever 25th or even the top 40 and they see how tough it is or they see the you know the flip side to it that's not really going to draw so for for me i try to just stay under the radar about the struggles um but i i understand his perspective you know it's it's really difficult but unfortunately it's it's the way it is and all we can do is try to work on making it better as a as a whole 
That's a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> that is. That was really good. You could like be a like run for office or something. Very political. Yeah, Phelps president <laughs> right here. I, I I vote for you. Uh, what what kind of dog do you got? Boxer, bulldog, greyhound, terrier mix. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. I d doggy DNA tested my dogs, and yeah, we had Boston Terrier, Chihuahua, Dachshund, nice. and Rat Terrier mix. So. Little dogs, nice. little dogs are cool sometimes. Uh, just a couple more questions about this 2019 season so far. Uh, we had Anaheim, Glendale, Anaheim again. What what did you think of the tracks? Obviously, we went from mud race to indoor race to look like a really ruddy, like technical kind of beat up track. Yeah, yeah, the first round, the track was great. I was so nervous, so nervous <laughs> that day. Um, and then it started raining, which made it even more nervous because you're just getting used to everything. Yep. Those two doubles in the middle of the track were extremely difficult and it's raining and you're just like, Oh man. Um, <laughs> the second round was great. The third round, I, I wasn't super thrilled about the big rhythms. Um, I actually did not jump that table to table. I've yeah. never done that where you go from a table over a three footer and stepping <laughs> onto another table and then off. And then you make the turn and going step on, step off and then quad. That's hard. Like to get off of a tabletop and then go three is hard enough, but to go to do a, the distance of a quad, that wasn't um, something that I was super thrilled about. And it really prevented me from firing on all cylinders, so to speak, where I feel confident with, you know, trying to um, beat um, the guys that run 15th, 16th, 17th, probably all the way back to where I qualified. I qualified 22nd, probably the guys in front of me, they were all jumping those jumps and I wasn't. Uh, so I was doing really well with the rest of the track, but it just makes you feel like you're not in the game because if you're, if you're, let's say I got a 10th place start in the main event. Well, there's 10 guys that are behind me that are going to jump it and I'm on a different sequence mm -hmm. and it's dangerous for both of us. Yeah. It's dangerous for all of us. So, um, it was, it was a night where I played it conservative and just built, um, worked on my foundation and worked on some of my weaknesses. And, um, one of these, you know, hopefully next weekend, um, I could be on the same sequence as everybody else nice. and, uh, really go for, you know, better placements in the main event, um, that I finished 20th in each one of my races last weekend for 22nd overall. But, um, I, I'm really, I'm really striving for better than that, um, in the future. Of course. Yeah. That section was super gnarly. And what yeah. about like that little, the kink that we had a kink, like a jump with that 45 degree landing to it. What did you think of that whole section? I didn't really like it. I thought it was really weird, really awkward <laughs> yeah. because before it, it was like the inside outside and then it was just one lined that thing. Yep. So, um, it, it, that wasn't my favorite either yeah we were saying like you have to take the inside or the right side because if you jump the outside you're gonna land in the stands like there's only there's only one way to hit that jump yeah, it was way, <laughs> way, way very yeah. one-lined yeah it, it was but the track crew did a great job with getting the track together but it wasn't my favorite layout well sure. speaking of layouts which which do you have a favorite one uh that you're looking forward to maybe try out or or did it already happen I don't really spend too much time looking at the trap map track maps because, um, I've tried that in the past and okay. it's not like, we're not like 
it's not a video game where yeah. you're, you're playing, in, you know, like, oh, I'm going to do this, this and this. Like until you actually see it live yeah, and see how it all is, you, you don't really know how it's going to develop. So um, I do take a quick glance, um, you know, a couple days before just okay. to just get a general idea. Um, but that I don't put too much thought into it. What about the stadiums itself? Is there a certain stadium that you always like? I mean, obviously, the MetLife Stadium is probably a favorite just because of all the turnout and all your family and friends and fans and everyone yeah, that comes history. out to that one. But I guess my question is just like, what's the, is there any stadium that is your favorite and you just like are yeah, in awe um, of? Basically, we, we attach the, the, the stadiums more towards, yeah, the feelings like we get. And usually that comes from past experiences and successes. So um, Daytona has always been one that is, um, for some reason, just always touched home. I had a couple good rides there. Nice. San Diego, I always seem to do well there. But it's interesting because San Diego now is um, the fo- the baseball stadium. Right. And baseball stadiums typically are formed more with like 90 degree tight corners. And you always feel a little bit more notchy and a little bit more tense um, as opposed to some of the football stadiums that are more, more 90 degree turns and more Mm -hmm. fluid. You can get a better flow, a better feeling sometimes, but um, yeah, I I love MetLife Uh, San Diego. I always seem to do really well there. So it's always nice to be there. Um, And then yeah, uh, Daytona sticks out, pops out at me. Um, I just, I, I really, really like it. Perfect. Are you are you a football fan or any other sports fan? <laughs> well, my my wife in the background, Brooke, she's going she's going, yes. So she's a <laughs> New England Patriots and technically oh, I'm supposed no. to say there I'm supposed go. to say New England Patriots. We just watched the video of of Brady and <laughs> and you know, them go all just being confident and all that. But um I know a lot of people don't like the Patriots, but um, I like the enthusiasm and the passion she has for it. I honestly don't have the same passion, but um, I do enjoy to watch the the Super Bowl. But that's pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> Claudio is a Patriots fan too. That's right. <laughs> well, more Tampa because you know got to support the home team. But I like Pittsburgh, and we had a bad year, but I can say we beat the Patriots, so that's one <laughs> that's one bright spot in our season. That's yeah, I guess that's cool. Um, so do you have a like website or you selling shirts or if people want to come on board and help you out, uh, help you get some race to race, which, uh, what's the best way for everyone to do that? Hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have it on our store, RonnieStuartRacing.com, um, under the store. Hopefully we're going to have the, the apparel ready to go. And, um, yeah, my social channels are Stuart MX. And my website is RonnieStuartRacing.com. There's a few key people that really have made this effort possible, but I'm not going to mention their names. Uh, but as far as companies go, um, I'd like to thank Liberty Elevators. Um, they're they're out of New York City, the Big Apple, ISC Racers Tape, 50 Yard Line Sports Bar, FXR, Hellbound Racing, Decal Works, Ocean County Power Sports, Pirelli, Hinton Clutch Components. Sunstar, Ash, Yoshimura, Works Connection, Moto Stuff, W USA, Oakley, DC One Filter, Filter Service, DID, and Deep Side Snacks. I know the list is pretty long. It takes a lot to uh, make it happen. 
Definitely. And yeah, like you said, the his Instagram is our Stuart MX and He's yep. very active on there. He posts a lot of stuff. Yep. Uh, a lot of riders we'll see have these big long gaps where they don't post anything. You're not going to find that here. So make sure you follow our Stewart MX on Instagram. And Claudio, you got any more questions? Uh, no, Ronnie. I just want to thank you for you know taking a little bit of your time and uh, coming in the air uh, with us and just giving us a little bit more uh, about you and what's the plan for the 2019. Anything that we can do, please let us know and. Uh, Good luck and looking forward to seeing you in one of these races, my friend. Likewise. Thank you very much, guys. So there he is, Ronnie Stewart, super popular racer, uh, as you can see from these MetLife Stadium races yeah. where he just sells out a whole section. He's like a rock star or something. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> I uh, I really can't wait. I will, I'm, I'm definitely going to be part of the, the Stu crew. What do you say? Six hundred and like forty people came out. Yeah, almost, almost. Yeah, almost six. Definitely six hundred plus, and that's that's crazy. And it, it did look like a lot of people, so I believe them. I don't even think I know six. I don't even think I've even met six hundred people in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that he gets the support that he's getting. And hey, it's got to be hard. Um, yeah. So looking at his website. He's got the R Stu Crew fan section MetLife Stadium link, and it, you can actually buy what is a ticket, a pit pass, a T-shirt, and a swag bag, like a whole like combination little dealio. And actually, it's very affordable too, sixty-two dollars. Like, wow, that can't be right, right? Because I mean, it, those Supercross tickets are kind of expensive this year, especially uh, depending on when you sit. It's cheaper to go with the R Stu crew than it is just to buy them off Ticketmaster. So, <laughs> Ronnie, we appreciate you coming on and and keep on getting mains, man. Uh, good luck and thank you again. That's right. Just make sure you follow him on Instagram at R Stewart MX. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at MXSX Podcast.